is mock draft time. Whoa, it is mock draft. If you want to see a mock draft live, then I have good news for you tonight. Because that's what this is. It's called a solo mock draft, and it is happening right now, you guys. Whoa, it is mock draft time. Whoa, it is mock draft. Let's make picks for every single team. It's a real mock draft, not just a dream. We're live on Twitch and later on podcast platforms. This is a first round solo mock draft. Whoa, it is mock draft time. Whoa, it is mock draft time. That is correct, folks. It is mock draft time here at the Big Dudes in the Trenches, or I guess today, the singular Big Dude in the Trenches. Bug and Tug are both out today. It is just me the way we planned it today for once. Uh, Tomorrow will be Tug's mock draft live as well. And we're closing in. It's almost draft time. The draft, actual NFL draft, is this Thursday. Before we get there, though, Worth taking another look, especially now that we have the actual Aaron Rodgers deal completed. The Packers have moved up to number 13, the Jets down to number 15, and the Jets have a quarterback. So how does that change things? Let's go ahead and jump into my solo mock draft here, which, you know, I'm, I've done one already on the channel, I believe, and... I don't think it went that well because I was I was trying too hard. This one might be end up being a little bit chalky. There'll be a couple of decisions in here. I think you guys will appreciate. Uh, but we are starting off with, of course, the Carolina Panthers on the clock. They're not going to trade out of this. Obviously, they traded up for it. Uh, they know what they're doing already. You have to assume you don't trade up to number one without knowing what you're going to do. According to basically everyone at this moment, that pick will be Bryce Young at number one. Probably the best quarterback in this class. Kind of depends on what you're looking for, though. I was actually having this conversation just today. Uh, Bryce Young is a playmaker. You're not exactly getting that playmaking ability with C.J. Stroud. You're probably getting a better, pure passer with C.J. Stroud. But then there are some upsides with a Richardson that you're not getting with either of those first two guys. And Will Levis is kind of that middle of the road, kind of good at most things, quarterback prospect. Maybe that actually hurts him in this in this first round. It probably will for me. Spoiler alert. Uh, but we're on to number two with the Houston Texans. I would love to see them take a quarterback. It's been very hard to watch the Houston Texans play these past couple of years just because – Davis Mills really isn't that bad. He's not going to win you games. I think everyone kind of accepts that at this point. Everyone on the outside looking in says they need a quarterback. At the same time, the way the coach and GM contracts are really set up, it does feel like they're set in stone for a long-term rebuild here. Go ahead and take the path that the Cleveland Browns took and not that the Browns are – you know, a, a shining pillar of 
great success in rebuilds. Take that star edge rusher and then wait on quarterback for another year. That can probably make your team better in the long run. You are kind of risking not having a pick this high next year, though they still have two first-round picks next year. I think you're in a safe spot to go ahead and take the best player. I think most people would call the best player in this class at this point, Will Anderson Jr. He's just, he's very good. It's hard to beat around the bush with that. He's very good. A couple of things that I've already talked about in a couple other shows where it's like he, he has a couple of penalty concerns. The height and weight don't exactly fit the mold you might be looking for at that position. It's Will Anderson Jr. He put up like 32 sacks in two seasons in the SEC. You can't beat that as far as production. Again, I've already talked about it in other shows as well. Collegiate production does not translate to NFL success. We will see what Will Anderson can do. I kind of have faith in the guy. He seems to have been doing very well at this for quite a little while here. That comes up to number three with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, in our BDT mock draft 3.0, I actually took Devin Witherspoon here. I still don't mind that move. I think more realistically, we're going to see a trade. Now, this is pro football focus, so I don't know exactly what they're going to throw my direction here. Actually, they do have the Tennessee Titans as an option looking to move up to number three, and I think that makes a lot of sense on both sides here. The Cardinals need a lot. You need a lot of pieces to make this team even approaching a real rebuild. You know, you you kind of lost all of your defensive front. You still don't have a corner. You haven't had a cornerback in several years. Uh, I don't know what you have on offense, especially if you trade DeAndre Hopkins, which they're still rumored to be doing that. I don't know what you have there. So go ahead and get some more pieces, get as many pieces as you can acquire. I'm for right now. I'm just going to make it work. Like I don't want to put together all the details. Uh, I think it would be something along the lines of maybe a two ones and a two, maybe something like that. Uh, roughly, Roughly accurate. I don't know for sure. But the Tennessee Titans are moving up in this mock draft to number three overall. Going to take a quarterback here. The question becomes, who do you want to study under Ryan Tannehill for a single season? You essentially have him for one more year. Who do you want to kind of mold into what Ryan Tannehill became with the Tennessee Titans? Where, I mean, he was very successful for a couple of very strong seasons there. I think the best answer to fit that mold of what the Titans like to do at quarterback would be C.J. Stroud. I'm going to take him here at number three overall. He's a great, accurate thrower of the football. That is very hard to pass up on if you're looking for a quarterback. So I am taking C.J. Stroud. I know some people might think, Will Levis is even a better prospect right now. There's rumors flying around that C.J. Stroud is a terrible processor when it comes to football knowledge. I'm not buying into that. I watched him play for two straight years, get better every single time he stepped onto the field. His best performance was against Georgia, and I'm sure that's been talked to death if you've been listening to mock drafts. So 
CJ Stroud is great. I think the Titans are getting a fantastic player here in the trade-up scenario, but it does leave the Indianapolis Colts, their division rival, with probably who their pick was at quarterback anyway. I've seen this quite a bit. At this point, it feels like Will Levis to the Colts is kind of the move that they want to have happen. I understand it to an extent. At the same time, organizationally, Will Levis makes sense for your new head coach, Shane Steichen. I'm not sure Will Levis is exactly the mold I would have gone with. Jim Ursay has a lot to say in the building. Of course, it's his money. Um, I, I feel like he's going to push for Will Levis, maybe even more than the coach will. That's not entirely fair. Will Levis is a solid quarterback prospect, and we've talked extensively about this on this channel as well. Uh, you're betting on some traits here with Will Levis, not exactly the collegiate production, similar story to Will, Le uh, Will Anderson, just on the opposite side of the spectrum. Anderson had great collegiate production. That doesn't translate. Levis has bad collegiate production, at least last season. That doesn't necessarily translate to the NFL either. It's more about traits, what you can coach, what you're looking for in a prospect. It matters what situation these guys go to. Will Levis kind of feels like a cult to me. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> and in this scenario, they are going with Will Levis. That leaves the Seattle Seahawks at number five with almost everybody on the board that they could have asked for. Of course, they would have loved to go Anderson Jr. If he were available here, uh, that is not the case. Went at number two overall. Uh, there are some options here that I don't think the Seahawks are the kind of team to bite on. You do need a corner. They don't really like drafting corners in the first round. They could use some help on the interior of that offensive line. Again, that's something they always do in the first round, and I don't know that there's a, a guy you can play on the interior that's worth number five overall. I mean, Peter Skaronsky might end up being a guard in the NFL anyway. Potential top five, top ten-ish pick, at least according to PFF here. I don't know about being that high. I don't really see the Seahawks making that kind of a move. Where I could see them going is defensive line, which they love drafting. Um, they love drafting very high as well. I think I am going to go ahead and go with Jalen Carter here. The talent's just too good to pass up on. Right? You have some questions about the off-field stuff. Everyone's kind of I think, blown it out of proportion to an extent. Look, if the situation as reported is 100% true, that is very bad. To the same extent, I don't think he's going to fall outside of the top 10 just because he was accused of something that may or may not be true, and people have kind of taken, extrapolated beyond what it probably really meant. Jalen Carter's great, and... The Seahawks are doing themselves a big service here, getting themselves a very scary interior of that defensive line. Now with Draymond Jones and Jalen Carter, that's 
pretty solid on both run and pass defense on the interior of your defensive line. You can't pass on that. Number six here, the Detroit Lions. I am going to go corner here, and it is going to be Christian Gonzalez. I know I've gone back and forth a couple of mocks here, whether I have Witherspoon or Gonzalez higher. I think in this exact scenario, Gonzalez probably makes more sense. Probably fits what the Lions want to do at corner a little bit better than Devin Witherspoon does. Just a faster guy. Uh, Maybe not necessarily the man press skills of Devin Witherspoon. A rangier, lankier corner that sometimes teams really want. And if he can make that work in the NFL, it's going to be... I mean, that's something that doesn't always pan out. I think he has the athletic traits to do it. And I would bet the Lions are willing to take that shot. Christian Gonzalez to the Lions here. They do have another first-round pick as well. They have a couple of needs on that defense. We'll see them again, and the Seahawks again, actually. Uh, Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders. Another team with a whole bunch of needs. I'm going to do something that I haven't historically done with them. Just to kind of mix things up a little bit for myself. I really do think the offensive line is in a bad shape. I'm going to take my number one offensive lineman in this class, which would be Paris Johnson Jr. At number seven here to Vegas. They need help on probably most positions on their depth chart. And you just signed a very fragile quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's be real about it. That's kind of the narrative anymore. Feels pretty accurate as well. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been able to stay healthy ever, probably. I think that's probably true in the NFL. Get yourselves an offensive line to protect the guy that you paid money for. For two seasons. I mean, you you got to see what this guy's worth. Get him a line in front of him. Paris Johnson is a great way to start that. The Atlanta Falcons at number eight are up next. Another team that really potentially could go offensive line, except for the fact they're paying all of their offensive linemen exorbitant contracts that really don't match up with how good they have been performing in the last, last couple of years. A bad spot for Atlanta also a little bit underrated they might be tempted to go quarterback here in this exact scenario where Anthony Richardson does fall to them at number eight like some people don't think is possible to have happen do you really trust Desmond Ritter I don't know either side of that you know can you trust Desmond Ritter do the Falcons themselves believe in him That's a different conversation. I don't know the answer to either of them. I'm not going to go that direction here. It is something worth considering. What is left on the board, though, is a guy, apparently PFF doesn't believe in this guy at all anymore, Tyree Wilson. I see a lot out of Tyree Wilson that would make a ton of sense for the Atlanta Falcons. Huge edge rusher. You don't see that often enough in the NFL draft. Six foot six with basically seven foot type wingspan. Uh, He is massive. 
and he can win in multiple different ways to get around that offensive line and just be a pure edge rush menace that the Falcons really haven't had in a long time. And they've tried a couple of drafts now to get some help in that front seven. I think Tyree Wilson is your answer, and he falls to you at number eight. I know PFF doesn't think that anymore, apparently. Uh, but in my opinion, that would be falling to number eight. Number nine, the Chicago Bears. I kind of like what we did last time with them, where I actually traded down again. Very unlikely. I don't know if it's actually in the realm of possibility to make that happen. Oh, man, it'd be fun, though. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and take the safe pick here. Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. Keep him at home in Chicago. Now, Peter Skaronsky can be a very good tackle for you. At the same time, the Bears need basically all five positions on that offensive line. I could see Skaronsky sliding in at guard very easily. With his shorter arms, you do have some concerns about him playing tackle at the next level, but he is very good at playing tackle, at least in the Big Ten. Again, conversation worth having. Collegiate performance does not necessarily translate. It's the traits, the physicality that translates. We will we'll have to see about Peter Skaronsky. It certainly worked for Rashawn Slater, so take the same exact gamble. I think it could be worth it. The Eagles at 10 here are feeling great about themselves. Devin Witherspoon, a guy a lot of people see in the top 10 type of range, falls to them at number 10. And they really need defensive back, like pretty badly, I would say. One of their biggest immediate needs by far. And I'm not sure they have another immediate need right now like one of the deepest teams in the league for sure Devin Witherspoon is the obvious run the card up to the front of the stage Devin Witherspoon still available absolutely take that kind of a guy at number 10 overall which leaves the Arizona Cardinals here at number 11 now not too many trades so far that's kind of how the first round usually actually goes though uh maybe not so much in recent years but Number 11, the Arizona Cardinals. Again, a team who needs a lot of different things. I think I've already said that about them in this scenario. Trading down to get some additional pieces, another, another first runner next year would be massive. I do want to go edge rusher, and it might look like I'm copying what PFF has here. I've had Nolan Smith as a potential top 10 talent in this draft, basically the entire season. He tore his peck at the end of the season. Sure. That doesn't mean he's not great. And he's still tested very well. He's everything you could be asking for in kind of an outside linebacker role. Can put his hand in the dirt in a four three. Wouldn't really want to line him up in that scenario. But you can move him around, and he is talented enough to do that. Not a one-to-one J.J. Watt replacement, but definitely a great addition to your defense, which needs a lot of help. That does leave the Houston Texans at 12, and it feels crazy. 
I kind of thought it might happen. Uh, but Anthony Richardson has fallen to them at 12. And uh, and I don't want to give it to him. <laughs> I don't want to give him Anthony Richardson at 12. Um, I really don't. They took Will Anderson Jr. at number two. I think I think I'm gonna beef up this defensive front. This is gonna be a very intimidating front seven right now. I'm gonna take Lucas Van Ness here at number 12. That's two edge rushers in the first 12 picks for the Houston Texans. That is a way to reform your defense, really change things up here. That feels wild to me. <laughs> Leave a comment about that one. <laughs> it felt right in the moment. I had to. Uh, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Now, Sands, Aaron Rodgers, they move up two picks. They are not drafting a quarterback. They have their guy, Jordan Love, who has looked very good in spot duty for the Packers. Not like he's played that often. But when he has, he has looked pretty dang good doing so. I'm sure the Vikings would love to be able to try to trade up and get their guy, Anthony Richardson, quarterback of the future. There's 0% chance the Green Bay Packers are allowing that to happen. But I definitely could see a trade with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is actually the team that is being recommended to me to trade with um i'm again i'm not going to really try to make the details perfect here i don't know probably uh sure let's just do a first and a second the packers move down six spots and pick up a second rounder that would be massive uh and the buccaneers trade all the way up to number 13 here to get themselves an actual quarterback on the roster i'm sorry baker mayfield I thought you used to be good. I guess used to be is the correct word there or string of words, depending. Yeah, get them a quarterback on the roster to compete with another Florida product that they have and Baker Mayfield. It could be a very fascinating room. I'm not sure who actually comes out of that and starts week one. Probably not Anthony Richardson, actually. Probably would be Baker Mayfield still. But you get Anthony Richardson in a situation where he can learn a little bit, take a step back, realize it might be a year away from him being a legitimate starter for you. Trade up, get your guy. Number 14, the New England Patriots are on the clock. I have seen a couple of rumors about this, and I've never done it. And I've not seen any other mock drafts that have actually pulled a trigger on this. I also don't really buy it, but it would be so much fun. The New England Patriots are rumored to be interested in Bijan Robinson. Again, that's not a very Patriots move of them. I don't know if I really, truly believe it right now, but man, would that be 
wild and sure would be a great way to support your young quarterback who seems like he needs some help after last season. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Bijan Robinson to the New England Patriots at number 14 overall. Again, didn't come out of nowhere. I have seen this kind of swirling around that there is a connection there. The front office being Bill Belichick and only Bill Belichick seems to legitimately be interested wild <laughs> and the new york jets are on the clock at number 15 got themselves aaron Rodgers. they are without elijah cooks uh now went to that name sounds wrong i'm sorry anyway traded him to the cleveland browns for another second round pick so they do still have a second rounder one of those second rounders they had though also went in the deal for Aaron Rodgers. So pairing the pairing down a little bit, number 15, number 43 now, I believe, in this year, and probably without their first runner next year, need to hit on this pick. This is a very important pick for the New York Jets. If they want to be competitive this season, you got to get this right. The only question I have about this offense is the offensive line. Do you believe Mekhi Becton can stay healthy? Do you believe Elijah Vera Tucker can actually move outside to tackle if you need him to and play that role well enough? I'm not sure I believe in either of those things. And you're not in a range to go after your defensive needs. I am going to go offensive line here. It is going to be a tackle. It's also not going to be Broderick Jones. Just because I think they're going to want a little bit more of a polished prospect to help Aaron Rodgers immediately. Which means I'm going to go ahead and take Anton Harrison here at number 15. Which seems high. I know a lot of people have Broderick Jones. And I've said it before. Broderick Jones potentially could be the first tackle taken in this class. Could very easily see that happening. For the specific team fit, I kind of like Anton Harrison in this spot instead of Broderick Jones. I don't, I'm not as high on Darnell Wright as some either. Yeah, let's get a legitimate left tackle there. And that brings up the Washington Commanders at number 16. They need a lot of things. I'm sure they were on the phones as well trying to move up get the sliding Anthony Richardson. Uh, Maybe not as good of a package offered. Maybe the new owner just kind of doesn't want to risk those assets, holds the GM to hold back. Maybe, maybe. Could see a lot of weird different scenarios like that potentially happening. Whatever you want to go with in your head. Uh, Goodness. Spent all that time explaining myself, and now I don't have a pick lined up. I really do want to go defense here in some capacity. That defensive back group is pretty bad. The front seven is solid, and you've been drafting that position pretty heavily for the past several years now. I would say defensive back is the move. 
I'm going to go ahead and take Joey Porter Jr. here at 16, which feels high to me personally. I know a lot of people don't think that would be too high. I, I don't trust his zone coverage. And how often are you going to play man-to-man press coverage? That, that's something you can scheme up at co- the collegiate level. Just follow a guy, press every single play. I'm not sure you can do that as well in the NFL, and I'm not sure Joey Porter Jr. can keep up with that in the NFL, right? It's a different level of receiver threat, too. I'm sure Steelers fans in this scenario would be pretty pissed. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world to happen to the Steelers. They have a much bigger need in my eyes, which is offensive line. Yet again, I am going to go ahead and take Broderick Jones here. This would be kind of a perfect fit for Broderick Jones. Athletic, huge, has that toughness, that attitude Steelers really look for. I can imagine... Broderick Jones being a staple of the Pittsburgh Steelers for a good 10, 15 years here. Like legitimately, assuming he develops into what we expect he can be, he is a little bit raw still. The Steelers are getting a great, great prospect here for sure. Now back to the Detroit Lions at 18. They took a corner, Christian Gonzalez, earlier. I I want to do something I haven't done in quite a while, and I think it does make a little bit of sense for them. I'm going to go ahead and take Michael Mayer to the Detroit Lions. They traded away TJ Hawkinson kind of because they didn't want to pay him. I get it. You've also lost something that made your offense work pretty well there in a tight end. I normally go defensive Uh, two defensive picks in the first round for the Lions. I think Michael Mayer could make make sense in that offense, could make that offense very fun. Just an added weapon for Jared Goff, who you're really looking to give one or two more seasons. Yeah, why not? Michael Mayer could be very fun for Detroit. And that does bring up the Green Bay Packers at 19. It would be so Green Bay Packers of them to not take anybody on the offensive side of the ball here. Which is what I think I'm going to do just because it is so Green Bay Packers of them. (laughs) I'm going to... Oh, man. Do I... Here's the conundrum. Do I go a defensive back... Or do I go an edge rusher? They they love drafting corners high. They love drafting edge rushers high. That is the conundrum. I'm actually going to go ahead and take Will McDonald here. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Kind of a Green Bay Packers mold at edge rusher. Very talented. No question about his talent for me. Just uh, not the body size, athletic profile necessarily of the guys at the top. Very talented edge rusher. And 
was a big reason why that Iowa State defense was bearable to watch. <laughs> so, so yeah, Will McDonald ends up as a first-round pick to the Green Bay Packers here. Now, the Seahawks, I did take Jalen Carter earlier, which puts them in a very interesting position. What do you possibly need right now to help your team at number 20? I'm not sure. What I do know, there are a bunch of teams here who really need receiver. No receivers have gone yet, and we're about in the range where they're all going to go. I That is crazy. I did not expect that to work out this way. I was thinking of trading down with the New Orleans Saints. That's the only trade PFF is offering me. <laughs> that works out very well. Okay. We're moving up with the Saints here. Again, details, I'm not sure. I'm not a GM. I don't have to deal with actual trade, you know, draft pick value. Um, and I don't want to mislead you into thinking that I have some kind of insight on that. I, I truly do not. But the New Orleans Saints are going to move up here, which I love for the storyline, first of all, and because – it is absolutely a New Orleans Saints move to just keep moving up as much as possible. They, There's no shot they pick at number 29, actually, on Thursday. Like, as close to a 0% chance as you can make it when they are sitting at number 29 right now. But the storyline is they love Ohio State players. Uh, wide receivers specifically. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave already on that roster. Jackson Smith and Jigba is similar. I will grant you that he does not do exactly the same thing as those guys. And if you want Derek Carr to succeed, I do think you have a pretty good offensive line. I don't know what you have at tight end. Running back is a question mark right now because the Kamara situation, whatever that even means right now. Michael Thomas is often out. Chris Olave is kind of a medium route guy. Jackson Smith and Jigba adds some things that you don't necessarily have right now. Even though, again, I'll grant you Chris Olave is a relatively similar style player. They don't do the same thing. Multiple weapons in a range that Derek Carr is comfortable with. I don't need a speed guy who can run 60 yards because Derek Carr can't throw that. I'm going to give him some Jackson Smith and Jigba. I am kind of justifying the storyline. It is also very fun. Deal with it. <laughs> that takes us to the LA Chargers at number 21. There are a ton of players left on this board who are absolutely worth a first-round pick. Oh, man, I am going to leave off so many guys that I would love to see taken in the first round. <laughs> That's just how the draft works. Number 21 here, it has been talked about quite a bit that you could use some help in that receiving core. I also could see them taking a defensive back, and with Deontay Banks falling like this, getting that speed and that leadership and that just experience at corner. I know he's going to be a rookie, but playing starting four years at Maryland, I believe 
truly a captain of that defense, really understood the scheme. Getting that kind of understanding of the game into that defense, I think could help you a lot. And I don't really trust your cornerback room, at least your depth. Let's go ahead and take Deontay Banks here to the L.A. Chargers, which leaves the Baltimore Ravens in an interesting spot because I think if Banks falls to 22, he's absolutely going to stay in state there. But the Ravens have a couple of more needs, not just corner. Mm, I could go edge rusher here. Absolutely could. Absolutely could. Again, similar to the Packers, not exactly a destination for wide receivers. Not something they like to do. Uh, I, I'm going to do one of the most Ravens things I can think of. And just take the guy that I like, even though nobody else might think he's worthy of this range. Um, This is going to sound crazy to a lot of you. I'm going to take Derek Hall here at number 22. We see reaches like this. It's not out of the question for most media circles to think a guy's worth a third round pick and end up going in the first round. It does happen. And Derek Hall's fantastic. Huge edge rusher, defensive end of the max, a real Calais Campbell replacement, basically one-to-one just without the NFL experience. Uh, That could be a very fun fit for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think the fans would like that very much. (laughs) If you're a Ravens fan, let me know what you think about that move because I do kind of feel like that's a Ravens pick as well. Like just, they have a guy in mind. They don't care who, what you think they're going to, they're going to figure it out. That does bring up the Minnesota Vikings at 23. I've heard quite a bit of rumors at this point. Uh, they, they are a potential landing spot for Hendon Hooker. They really are. I know we kind of did that in our mock draft 3.0 as well. I don't really want to do that at number 23, though. Like, it's, to some point, I have to step in and say, if I'm running the team here in this mock draft scenario, I would definitely not do that. So I'm not going to. I don't have to. Don't make me. You can't. Uh, number 23 here with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go ahead and take Quentin Johnston. That pairing of Quentin Johnston and one of the best receivers in the entire NFL right now, uh, on the other side of him could be very fun. Justin Jefferson is not as tall as Quentin Johnson, probably plays bigger though. Quentin Johnson kind of plays a little bit smaller than he actually is. I don't believe Quentin Johnson to be as great of a deep threat as Justin Jefferson is, though he has that potential to be. He definitely has the attributes to develop into that kind of a role. Quentin Johnson is a great number two to a Justin Jefferson. I I mean, that's probably true of anybody who's 
gets to call themselves a first round talent wide receiver. Yeah, I would love to be a number two to Justin Jefferson, but <laughs> that's that's where I'm going with the Vikings here at 23. Number 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. A lot of people want to go tight end here. Dalton Kincaid's sitting right there. I completely understand where you're coming from. At the same time, I'm going to go with Miles Murphy. They have Evan Ingram on a franchise tag. They very well could work out a deal with him. If they even want to do that, you're getting Calvin Ridley back. This offense might look entirely different. You might not really need to rely on a guy like Evan Ingram at the tight end position, which Dalton Kincaid could be a pretty direct replacement for, just a receiving threat, not really a good blocker necessarily. Great receiving threat, though, at the tight end position, which is basically what Evan Ingram has been able to develop into. I'm going to say you need more help on that defense. Trayvon Walker is not enough. Let's get another edge rusher in there. Similar to what I just did for the Houston Texans. That AFC South is now a very terrifying place for CJ Stroud to have just entered, especially with no offensive line to protect him. (laughs) Oof, rough. That does bring up the New York Giants at number 25. Man, there are so many great options here for them that a lot of people are picking to them in this round as well. I kind of don't want to go with Brian Branch. Saying it that way does mean that I do kind of want to do that as well. Brian Branch feels like he fits. None of the receivers left. I mean, Quentin Johnson would be a different mold for you in the first round. All the other receivers in the first round, you feel like you already have that role filled with the other receivers on your roster. I don't really want to go wide receiver here necessarily if I can help it. Um, would be very fascinating to go ahead and take a center here. We've talked about it before. Not really a legitimate starting center on that roster at the moment. I could see that happening. Would also love for the Giants to finally get a linebacker at some point. They just seem to not want to do that ever. Don't understand that decision. You know what? I'm going to go for it. Let's go John Michael Schmitz here at number 25. Higher than I usually take an interior offensive lineman. And I don't usually take John Michael Schmitz first out of the interior offensive lineman. But a true center, a very good one at that, and they definitely need that position. Roughly in this range, I understand the move. You have some other needs. I'm not sure the guys on the board exactly fill what what you're actually looking for here, though. So that does bring us to number 26 with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm just looking at Dalton Kincaid here thinking about how great a fit that would be and then realizing this is the Dallas Cowboys. Why would they do something that makes sense to us mere mortals? They're going to pull the absolute trump card, the just the wild, out-of-nowhere, genius 420 IQ play. 
I'm going to go ahead and give them ooh, a couple of options there. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I had a thought. I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Let's. You know what we're going to do? I haven't done this in a long time. I kind of want to do it here. Let's go Drew Sanders to the Cowboys at number 26. That fit is so great. And I don't know how much you really believe in a Leighton Vander Esch anymore, right? What are you really getting out of him that you couldn't get in a younger, cheaper option? So let's go get Drew Sanders to be that do-it-all middle linebacker for you. Let Micah Parsons run around the field wherever he pleases and let Drew Sanders take care of the rest. That would be a great linebacking core. Certainly help that defense, which is the weaker part of the team, at least in my opinion. Yeah, Drew Sanders to the Dallas Cowboys. It's already happened. I can't go back now. I'm just reflecting on, I do kind of like that move. All right, the Buffalo Bills at number 27. Again, a lot of options here for them. And once again, they truly need depth at the defensive back position, not just because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. It does seem like he is on path to be cleared to play football again, which is incredible in its own right. But even with him coming back, you still need depth at that position. Brian Branch falling to the Bills. I don't really like it. I think he's way better than this. He also doesn't exactly play a position that you can justify taking too much higher. Do you put him at corner? Do you put him at safety? Do you play him in the nickel exclusively? Do you really want to draft a nickel corner in the first round? Well, when he's this good, maybe. I'm not sure what his role is going to be. If you draft a guy like this, you better have a plan in mind. It feels like the Bills coaching staff is smart enough to figure that out. Give them the challenge of figuring out what to do with one of the best players in this entire class. And I'm sure they'll be happy with that. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. This is a fantastic Kalijah Kansi position. I'm going to go ahead and do that here. I know they need tight end. They kind of need offensive line still, even though they did just get Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, yeah, Kalijah Kansi is probably more of a Bengals-type pick here. They do need help on that defensive line. I really do think Kalijah Kansi is pretty good. And you have like four tight ends on the roster now. Not sure what you're really going to do with that position just yet. But why add more confusion to that if you don't have to, right? So let's go ahead and take Kalaja Kansi at 28 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Only three picks left here. 29, the Seattle Seahawks traded down. And are now picking at number 29. Now, Jalen Carter plus what? I think at this point, you're in the range to go ahead and get an offensive lineman, which you still definitely need. I would love to see them get an interior offensive lineman in this draft somewhere. Osiris Torrance is 
this is exactly the range I would love to be able to find him. And he fits. He is a big, nasty player who can play guard for you at a very high level. That is something the Seahawks haven't had in a, basically since their Super Bowl runs. They haven't had that kind of offensive line. So get yourselves together on the trenches. You can go far, as Tug always says, in a very different way at the end of every show that he's on. <laughs> yeah, that's a tell him that's his new quote. Rephrased his quote for him. So the Philadelphia Eagles, I took Devin Witherspoon at number 10, and now sitting here at number 30, there are plenty of options here to choose from. And I do kind of want to go defensive line. Seems like a very Eagles move. And there are some good ones. Let's go ahead and take... Let's go ahead and take Keanu Benton here at number 30. Another reach on the defensive line, if you want to call him that. I know I had... uh, Derek Hall, and now Keanu Benton going in the first round. A little bit unusual. I love Keanu Benton. I think he's phenomenal. And exactly in the mold that the Philadelphia Eagles usually look for with a defensive tackle pairing of Keanu Benton and the huge, largest defensive tackle we've ever seen in our lives out of Georgia last year. Uh, you can comfortably replace a Fletcher Cox when he retires. That needs to be the game plan now is build yourselves up so that your 30-something-year-old players can retire as Eagles and you have a plan in place. Keanu Benton is a fantastic player, can do a little bit of pass defense, is great in run defense, stuffing up the middle of the line. I could see this being a fantastic fit. Now, you might be able to argue they could get him in the second round. Uh, Not sure if he's going to be there. No way to tell. Go ahead and get your guy if this is your guy. Keanu Benton at number 30 isn't as crazy as it might seem on the surface. At number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of a Super Bowl win. And... What do they possibly need on this roster? Uh, The list starts and seems to end at wide receiver. At the same time, do you trust that maybe wide receiver will be there later for you? Maybe wide receiver next year will be there for you with a guy like Dalton Kincaid still on the board. That might be hard to pass on. Even harder to pass on, though, is the speed of Zay Flowers. I know that's crazy. Jordan Addison just slipped out of the first round in my mock draft here. That's how the draft goes sometimes. Unexpected things happen. Uh, Took Zay Flowers with our last pick at number 31. That speed would be completely unfair on this Chiefs offense. 
How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to my edition of a round one solo mock draft. I know Doug went yesterday. I will have everyone know I stayed clear of it just so that it doesn't affect the way I, I, I draft today. Uh, I'm not going to go into any trades. Let's just jump right on into it and have some fun here. Once again, we are starting with PFF. Uh, as our mock draft database for this. Uh, I'm going to make the picks, guys. I'll talk about them a little bit, and then we'll we'll get into it after. Ideally, number one, uh, I know there's now rumors about the Carolina Panthers looking into Will Levis. I don't buy into those. I think those are just draft smoke coming from the agents. I think Bryce Young is going to the Carolina Panthers at number one overall, and I do not see that changing at this time. One of the big questions, though, is where does Houston go if they don't trade out of number two when it sounds like they've been sold on Bryce Young the entire time? Do they go after C.J. Stroud here? Do they just draft away from that? Looking at them, they have a lot of team needs. I don't think QB is their biggest team need like it is, but I don't think they need to solve that this year, so they've got time. Uh, where I'm looking for them, though, is I think they're going to go after the best edge in the class, which through the uh, through the process has become Tyree Wilson edge out of Texas Tech. I've got the te- uh, the Texans taking Tyree Wilson, keeping him in Texas uh, at number two, which makes this pick real easy for the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are looking at this, and they're happy. They still have the most productive edge from college in this year's draft Uh, sitting there at number three. uh, He's still on the board. They're going to be happy with that. They're going to take Will Anderson jr. Now the Colts are very interesting. I don't think they would have expected to have an option of effectively three quarterbacks here. You've got CJ Stroud on the board, Will Levis on the board, and then Anthony Richardson on the board. I don't think they know which way they want to go with this right now. Uh, with that, I think they're going to take the best available, which to me at this point, you're going to take the pure passer out of as CJ Stroud at number four overall. The Seahawks have an interesting position here. They need to have a lot of needs on the defense. There's a lot of defensive guys on the board, but one that they need that's no longer there is going to be an edge rusher. Um, so they're going to look to their next biggest need to me their next biggest need is going to be cornerback i do think devin witherspoon has the potential to be the best cornerback in this class i do have him becoming the first off the board at number five overall devin witherspoon to the seattle seahawks the texans also have a ton of need or i'm sorry the lions have a ton of needs right now uh i also think they desperately need some cornerback i know they're trying to bolster that up I still think they're going to look corner here. So we're going to stick with the corners. And we're going to take Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon at number six overall. The Raiders have easily been one of the toughest teams for me to mock. Uh, They can go any direction here. Do they believe in Jimmy G for a couple years? Do they not? Um, it's it's all up in the air. Do they go quarterback? Do they go offensive tackle? Do they go anywhere else on the defense? It's tough. 
in this draft today, I think with the hype around it, I'm going to take a risk. And I think the Raiders are going to go after Will Levis here at number seven. Atlanta is another one of those teams that desperately needs an edge rusher, desperately needs a cornerback, desperately needs defense. Um, so many different directions they can go here that makes this tough. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to filter out to my edge rushers. I want to see who I have available. I know I'm using PFF as my mock draft database, but I do like to use TDN for their player rankings and things like that. Uh, that being said, there's a dude that I have absolutely enjoyed watching uh, that I think is not getting enough love on PFF, but he does on TDN. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Miles Murphy uh, out of Clemson as the number eight overall pick in the draft in my mock draft. Chicago Bears are definitely on the upswing across every measurable uh, position here, uh, but they need to solidify it. One of their biggest needs still is tackle to protect their young investment in Justin Fields. So they're going to take the best tackle in the class or the most technical tackle in the class, I should say. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and give them Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern at number nine overall. Philadelphia always presents an interesting choice here. They have a ton of options. Uh, they don't need a ton. They just coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, they played well. So what do they need to do? They need to get younger on the defensive line. They need to get a running back at some point um, and just continue to bolster that offensive line. The way this draft is going, and I know he's got off-the-field concerns that you want to be wary of, especially with the top 10 pick. Uh, but you have a year to get that figured out here, and I think this fits uh, to replace Fletcher Cox. So I'm going to go ahead and go Jalen Carter comes off the board at number 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles. He is easily the best interior defensive lineman in the class, one of the best, the best defensive tackle in the class. So picking him up at number 10 and getting his skill set there is is amazing. It's amazing value for the Eagles here. For the Titans, this is a really interesting pick. I know a lot of people have the Titans going every which direction, but if if something special falls into your lap at number 11, you go ahead and you take them without questions. Uh, and I think that's what happened here. There's a lot of potential in the quarterbacks in the with the quarterbacks on this board. And I, I think there's something special about Anthony Richardson. I think that the Titans are going to love that. They're trying to get away from Tannehill. They don't believe, and I believe it's Malik Willis. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Anthony Richardson off the board at 11, send him to the Titans, and give them their quarterback of the future. All right, the Texans are back with so many team needs. So many team needs. 
We went edge with their first pick and their second pick. This is a little bit earlier than I usually do this, but if you're going to try and wait a year for a quarterback, you might as well start getting the weapons you need now. Um, I, I like this fit. It's a little bit earlier than I would like to go this way, uh, but getting this speed on this offense is going to be absolutely massive. Uh, so with this pick, I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, to the Houston Texans at number 12 overall. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I In the past couple mocks I've done ever since this trade with Aaron Rodgers has happened, I have been doing a lot of quarterbacks to Green Bay. I don't think they believe in – Jordan Love, I I just I don't see it there. Uh, but all the good quarterbacks, all the top end quarterbacks are gone at this point in this draft. So what am I going to do? Is I'm going to go and I'm going to go get a tackle as Bakhtiari is not getting any younger, and I think the the Packers need to be ready for that and and get younger on that offensive line. So at number thirteen overall, I'm going to take Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, one of the Definitely one of the top two tackles in this class. Definitely has the upside potential, uh, all pro potential here. Absolute stellar pick for for Green Bay if they can if they can swing Paris Johnson Jr. at thirteen overall. For the Patriots, I am. Oh, I don't want to do this. I hate doing this. I hate that I have to do this. The Patriots do have a ton of needs. Don't listen to PFF. QB is not a need for them. Um, they do need to pull pressure off the quarterback. You can do that a couple ways. You can get better offensive line, uh, but there's no first round FCS Division II type tackles here. Uh, so I don't see them going that way. Um, but I do see them taking a running back. Uh this might be off the wall. I really like this. I like the fit. Uh, he, dude's an all-around back. Absolutely stellar on the field with no issues. Could have easily been a top 10 pick if he wasn't a running back, with just with the pure athleticism and product, productivity he had in college. So I think for me, this is an absolute no-brainer, and the Patriots are going to go with Bijan Robinson. I have done this a few times with the Jets. I'm going to stick with it. I do think they need to go get a tackle. Um, look, Makai Becton is fantastic, but he's not always available. So if you get another rotational piece in there, maybe one that can play any position on the line, you're going to be doing pretty well with that. I really like the fit. I think it's great. I think he's got the upside you're looking for. So I'm going to go ahead and at 15 overall, the Jets are going to select Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Washington is another one of those teams with so many team needs. You never quite know where they're going to go. Uh, if there's a, again, one of those top four quarterbacks on the board, I think they go quarterback. There's not. Uh, what are their biggest needs, in my opinion? I'm looking at it. Offensive tackle, again, not really anything on the board right now for them in this range. Cornerback, I'll talk about that in a second. And then tight end, I just don't think the 
Washington Commanders are the team to spend a first round pick on a tight end. I don't see that happening. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I am going to look at the cornerback. And there are a couple on here that I really like that I think are fantastic fits for the Washington Commanders here. Uh, but the one that you're going to look for is the one that makes the plays. Uh, currently on this list, the one that is making the plays, he doesn't have the upside athleticism, but he does have everything else you're looking for, all the all the tools that you're looking for. I'm going to go ahead and select Joey Porter Jr. to the Commanders at 16 overall. The Steelers are another team that also desperately need a cornerback sitting here at 17 is a tough place for them to do that, but they have options. I like it. Um, the name that sticks out to me here is that upside athleticism with definitive pro potential. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and select Deontay Banks. I think that matches what we did in our mock draft 3.0 uh, in the first round a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to stick with it. We're going to go and get, Deontay Banks to the Steelers at number 17 overall. All right, so the Lions are still in the position where they definitely need another edge rusher to play opposite Aiden Hutchinson. And look, when you're looking for this, you're looking for a guy that's spent time in a rotational system, wasn't always the number one dude on the team, never always the, the absolute star. Uh, but definitely with that upside potential. And we're staring at him right here. He's right there at the top of the board. Uh, as an edge rusher, I like Nolan Smith going to the lines in this spot to play opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Makes that a really, really scary uh, rushing uh, pass rush attack for the lines there. Uh, and that can only help them. So I'm going to go ahead and take Nolan Smith to the Lions. For Tampa Bay, um, one of their biggest team needs I see is going to be cornerback. It's going to be edge. You're going to see that theme kind of come up quite a bit. Uh, you've also got a safety need there for the for the Buccaneers. So you're looking for, for pass defense is what we're going for here. The question is, which way do we go? Do we go after Brian Branch, uh, the top safety in the class, uh, do we go after Emmanuel Forbes? Who who do we go after here? Uh, there is a dude in the cornerback room that I think is a fantastic fit uh, for scheme with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think he's underrated, and I think that's why he slips to 19. This guy has all of the upside potential uh, that you're looking for out of a cornerback coming into this league. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to take Cam Smith, who I think is a better prospect at this moment than Emmanuel Forbes. So Cam Smith out of South Carolina as a cornerback going to the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, so for Seattle, we have addressed their need for a cornerback. They got Devin Witherspoon. Uh, we're still looking defense here. I think that's the best option for them. You see me clicking through these. Um, yeah, there's there's a fit that I really like here. Uh, rated as one of the most better upside uh, defensive interiors in the class from what I have seen from everything I've looked into. His draft stock has been rising uh, in recent weeks. 
Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to take Brian Brzee uh, to Seattle to kind of lock up that defensive interior for them uh, moving forward into 2023. Looking at the Chargers and all of the mock drafts I've done, they typically do go wide receiver for me, but they go it about it in different ways. Who do they target? Like you've got Mike Williams on the outside. I like that fit. I like somebody who can go down the field, be a physical wide receiver and catch the ball opposite Mike Williams to help Justin Herbert out uh, with that passing threat. There's a Quentin Johnston is the dude that fits that bill uh, that is currently still on the board, uh, which is a slide for him as at one point he was considered one of the top, if not the top wide receiver prospect in the class. Uh, so for me, looking at the Chargers, I like the fit that Quentin Johnston brings. I think he fits their offense. I think he fits the system. Uh, and I think he's got everything that the Chargers are looking for in a wide receiver for their number 21 overall pick. The Ravens are also going to look wide receiver here. I think they're happy. I think Lamar is happy. Uh, with how this draft has shaped out so far. Uh, look, they need every kind of receiver, outside, inside, speedy, slot, you name it, they need it. Uh, so they're going to be happy with what they can get. And what they can get right now that just kind of fell into their lap is Jordan Addison. And I think he is going to be a fantastic fit to play alongside Lamar and pull some of the pressure off him. The Vikings are another tough team. Uh, look, everyone says they need a wide receiver. They got Justin Jefferson. I I don't see them going wide receiver in the first round at 23 overall. I don't. Uh, so what are their other needs? They need a cornerback, as everyone does. Uh, they need a quarterback. Again, we've talked about that. There's not another one in the draft I'm willing to spend a first-round pick on. I know Hendon Hooker's draft stock has been rising. I'm just not a believer. So what are we looking at here? There's a dude that Doug keeps bringing up that stock has also been rising. I think we've got him. He's listed as a second round value on some of the other sources I've been looking at. You're sitting here at the back of the first round. Uh, yeah, you can justify it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, we're going to go get, uh, Keely Ringo uh, from Georgia. I know it's it's high based on PFF's rankings. I like the fit. I think it's a good fit, and I think it's going to benefit uh, that Vikings defense that has been underperforming for more than the past couple of years. Jacksonville is always a fun team to draft. I do think their biggest need on that offense right now in this range is a tight end. So which way do we go? We've talked about this before. You get the all-around guy in Michael Mayer. You've got Dalton Kincaid and Darnell Washington as pass catchers. Which one do they like more? Like they're trying to get more weapons for Justin Herbert just across the board. And I think the matchup nightmare that is Darnell Washington is very enticing to the Jaguars. I know I've done this before. I'm going to stick with it but I'm going to go ahead and Darnell Washington to the Jags at 24 overall.
For the Giants, you're definitely looking wide receiver. Help Daniel Jones out, get some pressure off Saquon Barkley. Uh, how are you going to do that? They're going to see what's what's available when the when it comes to them. And look, Zay Flowers has again, we've talked about this, might not have the productivity in college, but that doesn't always translate. What he does have is the traits that you're looking for, for an inside slot receiver to make plays after short catches and break big, big gains. That's exactly what you're getting with Zay Flowers. Uh, that's exactly one of the things the Giants need right now. Uh, so I, th- I I love this fit. I think it's fantastic. He's going to fit the system. He's going to get along well with Daniel Jones. Uh and he's going to help him out a lot. So I'm going to go with Zay Flowers for the Giants. Dallas needs a lot of interior and exterior. So, yeah, interior alignment, whether it's offensive or defensive. Uh, they need a lot of they, – they need a running back. They need a wide receiver. They need a lot. What I'm going to do here, and this might be a little bit of a reach, but again, I'm going based off the fit that I like that I see. Uh, and I think in this situation, they have a chance to replace Travis Smith. Uh, I believe that's his name. If not, the guys will yell at me and correct me when I'm wrong. Uh, but you get a chance to replace your guard. You get two side guard potential out of Osiris Torrance, and you get the the top interior offensive lineman in the draft. I I like the fit here, Uh, so I'm going to go with Osiris Torrance. Buffalo is another one of those teams that they don't really need a ton. I think they're a little bit disappointed that Osiris Torrance just came off the board right before them, so they're kind of going to kind of figure out where they want to go from here. Uh, their biggest team needs, based on my evaluation uh, and some other things that I've looked at, are going to be interior offensive line. We just had Osiris Torrance go off the board, so that's going to be a no-go. Uh, they need wide receiver. Again, we're getting near the end of what's worth it in the first round, so that's a no-go. Uh, interior defensive line, maybe. But the big one here, we haven't had one go off the board yet. This is the direction I'm going to go with the the Bills here. They're going to look at the linebackers. Uh, and they're going to take that linebacker that is all over the field, making all of the tackles and making the defense look good, but can also play coverage when needed. On that evaluation, I love how Drew Sanders fits in with the Buffalo Bills. I, I, I can't say it enough. He is the type of linebacker that the Buffalo Bills need in order to be continue their success and continue to stay on top of the AFC East. Uh, the rest of the teams are crawling back. It's going to happen, uh, but getting that linebacker is going to help them a ton, especially when it comes into uh, run stopping and then pass coverage from the linebacking core. For me, the Bengals, I think this is a no-brainer. I've said that quite a bit in the first round, but that's because that's how I made a lot of these picks, to be honest with you guys, is I'm going off my initial instincts. Um, There's no doubt that the biggest need – for the Bengals is offensive line and defensive secondary offensive line. If you go grab it now, you're talking, you're looking a little bit of a reach. I could go Anton Harrison. Um, I don't like the upside I get there compared to the upside I get with Brian branch. 
Uh, you get the top safety in the in the class, uh, and, and just all the versatility he brings to the field. It's it's absolutely amazing that he slipped to twenty eight. Um, but again, based on team needs, that's how I see this going this year. Safeties are not the biggest needs uh, this year. You it's it's corner in the secondary, edge and interior that seem to be the priorities for teams. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. The Bengals are going to take Brian Branch. Again, gives them everything they need on that defense to help them take that step forward that they've been so desperately trying to get. Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans needs a lot of defense, edge, defensive interior. So we are going to look to bolster this uh, defensive line, this front seven here. In our other mock drafts, I think we drafted him earlier. I I personally have drafted him earlier based on how those drafts were going. Uh, but he's definitely a piece you can build around. He's an every down defensive lineman. He's going to do well in New Orleans. Uh, I could go wide receiver. The issue with me going wide receiver here is, as I said, I'm not really willing, even at this point, to dip into some of the mid-round two guys that I have graded out. Uh for defensive interior, though, I am more than willing to take Kalisha Kansi at 29 overall to the New Orleans Saints. And we're back to Philadelphia. Again, we're looking, looking at a bunch of different things here. Uh, edges. This is actually a really good fit. He slipped a little bit. Eagles are happy with that. Um, they're not going to complain. But, again, building that defensive line, trying to get younger on that defensive line before all those guys start to retire out on them. That's the way the Eagles are going to look here. So that's the way I'm going to go in the first round. We're going to get Lucas Van Ness to the Eagles at 30 overall. And then for the Chiefs, their biggest thing right now, uh, everybody says they need a wide receiver. Another, and Josh Downs would be a fantastic fit here. Uh, I could go that way. I'm not going to. I'm leaning uh, going offensive tackle to continue to attempt to protect Patrick Mahomes so you don't get another 500 rushing yards, uh, basically running all over the field for 500 yards and then still getting sacked. We're trying to avoid that trying to stay on top of the league with that. I'm going to go ahead and take Anton Harrison uh, who might've by some grades has definitely slipped a little. He's definitely uh, graded as a first two second round guys. So we're kind of right in that sweet spot. So I'm going to go ahead and take Anton Harrison here out of Oklahoma. All right, guys, I will save this photo. I will get it downloaded for you guys. Um, we'll post it up on all our social medias, uh, which the guys will yell at me if I don't shout out. So, Doug, Bug, this is for you. Uh, you've got our Twitter, twitter.com slash football, patreon.com slash football, facebook.com slash football, instagram.com slash underscore football. BDTfootball.com, mailbox at BDTfootball.com. 
youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches. Both of those are spelled out, uh, no spaces. And then our discord link will be linked below for those of you catching us after the live stream. Guys, reach out to us. Let, let me know how you think I did. Let me know, actually, if you like Doug's mock draft or my mock draft better. Like I said, I haven't really looked at his yet, so I don't know how similar they are. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, and with that, guys, that's all I have for you. I know it's a quick one, but we had to get the mock draft out of the way before tomorrow. I'm excited. I hope you are, too. We will be live again uh, for the actual NFL draft, ready to rock, ready to roll together uh, for – what seems to be the five hours that is the first round. Uh, and then maybe we'll see how we feel, but maybe we go for rounds two and three on Friday. We haven't uh, really decided, but uh, let us know. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching, uh, especially with it being just me alone, me alone. Thank you for listening. If you are listening and just remember you can't win a game. If you can't win in the trenches. <laughs>